Parsha summary for Parashat Korach. Levi had three sons, Gershon, Kehat, and Merari. Kehat had four sons, Amram, Yitar, Hebron, and Uziel. Amram had two sons, Aharon and Moshe. Each one of them had a position. Aharon was a Kohen Gadol, and his sons Elazar and Itamar were Kohanim. Moshe was the leader or king of Israel. The next position of Nasi, prince of the family of Kehat, went to El Tzafan, who was the son of Uziel. Yitar had a son named Korach. Korach was a very wealthy and wise man, but he was jealous of the positions that others had received. He felt that it was unfair that he, the oldest of the second son, Yitar, was skipped, while the position of Nasi went to the son, his father's youngest brother, Uziel. Korach turned his resentment towards Moshe and Aharon and convinced 250 heads of Klal Israel, mostly members of Shevet Reuven, also including Datan and Abiram, to join him in removing Moshe from leadership as well as undoing his appointment of Aharon as the Kohen Gadol. Korach unfortunately turned his rebellion into one against God, his Torah, and Moshe Rabbeinu's position of Navi Hashem. When Moshe heard Korach's words, he fell on his face. This is already the fourth rebellion in the desert. The golden calf, the mitonenim, when they complained that they traveled too fast and they wanted meat, the meraglim, the spies, and now with Korach. He then turned to Korach and his followers and suggested they wait until the next day to do an experiment. The group should all bring pans of ketoret. He said, If you are all meant to be Kohanim, then Hashem will accept your ketoret. I know, though, that there is only one Kohen Gadol, and Azar, a non-Kohen who brings a ketoret, will die. However, even after this warning, Korach and his followers did not change their minds. The next day, Korach and his followers appeared before the Mishkan with their fire pans. Korach spent the entire night convincing Bnei Israel that he was right and told them to assemble by the Mishkan to show their support for his position. For even doubting Moshe, Bnei Israel deserved to die. Moshe, the true leader of Klal Israel, begged Hashem to only deal with Korach who began the rebellion. Hashem agreed and warned all to move away from the tents of Korach, Datan, and Aviram and to not touch anything that belonged to them. Moshe, knowing that if the Machloket of Korach wasn't finished, went to Datan and Aviram, making one last attempt to make peace. When Datan and Aviram came out of the tents making fun of Moshe, Moshe told Bnei Israel, if Datan and Aviram will die a normal death, then it is true that Hashem did not send me to do all that I did. But if the earth will open its mouth and swallow them, it is a proof that these Reshaim were wrong and they angered God. Immediately, the earth opened its mouth under Korach's family and Datan and Aviram with their families, and they, along with their tents and all their possessions, no matter where they were in the camp, were swallowed up into the ground. After being burned, Korach was drawn into the hole and swallowed. Those swallowed into the ground did not die, rather were taken alive into Gehinam. As they went down, they screamed, Moshe emet v'torato emet v'anachnu bada'im. Moshe is true, his Torah is true, and we are the evil ones because me, we made up false arguments against him. A fire from Hashem came and burned the 250 men who stood to bring the ketoret at the entrance of the Mishkan. Only Aharon was untouched by the fire. After this incident, Hashem commanded Aharon's son Elazar to gather the pans used by the 250 men, for they became holy when they were used to offer ketoret. They were to be flattened and used as a new covering for the Mizbeach HaNechoshet, the copper Mizbeach, to remind people that a non-Kohen may not do the service.
The day after Korach and his followers died, Bnei Israel complained to Moshe that by suggesting the 250 men bring Ketoret, he caused them to die unnecessarily. Hashem appeared and told Moshe to separate themselves from the rest of the people, and the rest will die. Moshe and Aaron tried to pray, but Hashem prevented the words from coming out. A plague began, and people started dying. Moshe told Aharon to quickly take the pan he used earlier, to put on it ketoret, and to go into the camp. Aharon did as he was told, and the plague stopped, but not before 14,700 Jews died. This action showed that it was not the ketoret that killed, rather it was the averot that killed. To prove to Bnei Israel once and forever that the kehuna belonged to Aharon and his sons to serve in the Mishkan, Hashem commanded Moshe to take 12 wooden staves off the 12 Nesim, of the twelve Nesim and write their names on them. On the staff of Shevet Levi, he was to write Aharon's name. The twelve staves were placed in front of the Aaron, with Aaron's staff in the middle. The next morning, all sticks were the same except for Aharon's, which was covered with leaves, blossoms, and almonds. Now all agreed that the Kehunah belonged to Aharon and his sons. Hashem commanded Moshe to place the staff of Aharon next to the Aaron Kodesh as a testimony for all generations. Now that all agreed that the Kehunah belonged to Aaron and his sons, Hashem told Moshe about the 24 different gifts, Matenot Kehunah, that are given to the Kohanim. The Leviim, as they were helpers with the Avodah, were to be given Ma'aser, one-tenth of all produce, after Terumah was given to the Kohanim. Shevet Levi did not receive any proper portion in Eretz Yisrael. These gifts were B'nai Yisrael's special way of supporting them for their service.